Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Network. Uh, I'm Brad Hicks, your host. Tonight, Josh isn't with us, uh, but we do have some awesome guests on the other line. We got Mr. Reese Melvin and Mike Case from the Team Bonafide Kayaks. How you guys doing? Good. Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, dude. No problem. No problem at all. Uh, so this is a, another part of the kayak series where I'm going to get some pro staffers on from each uh, kayak company here, and we're going to talk about some kayaks so um i guess we will start off by uh you guys letting the listeners know who you are where you're from and how you got into the uh pro staff thing for kayak uh bonafide kayaks so let's start with you reese all right i'm from uh columbia south carolina um and yeah i got on the with bonafide about almost half a year ago um and the bonafide kayaks were actually my first big pretty much premium kayak um coming out of like a walmart brand kayak and um yeah i haven't looked back since it's been awesome um great platform one of the best on market so yeah it, you you had a uh hand in naming that blue kayak, uh blue bonafide didn't you <laughs> yeah that's right yep <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool man yeah i, I couldn't <laughs> imagine so uh you've been with bonafide for six months you said yeah yeah that's cool that's cool. I, I've been, uh, it's been about the same for me, actually. Yeah, so. right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Mike, what about you? Where are you from? How'd you get into this game? So I'm originally from Ohio. Right now I'm out of, uh, right outside DC. Um, and I've had, uh, been on the Bonafide team since early 2018. Um, I was kind of, kind of like Reese, I was coming out of a, I spent $300 and bought a used kayak. It was the first kayak I had. And, Spent my first tournament season in that, and then um, said, "Like you know what, I'm tired of this. Let's get a let's get a real boat. Uh, get on that thing." And it has been, it was night and day, and I haven't looked back since. The, it's the best boats that I mean, I've been on a few boats. That it's the best boat that I've ever been on. Yes, same here. I, I really enjoy. I, I'm on the one one twenty seven, but I've been in all of them, and those things are extremely stable. So. Uh, we'll get into that, but you said you mentioned you're from Ohio. Yeah, originally from uh, Eastern Ohio. What part? Uh, New Philly. I'm not familiar with that. I'm from the Dayton area. Yep, I'm very familiar with Dayton. Okay, small world. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so uh, 
I guess we can start off with the EX-123. Uh, not many people talk about this kayak, so uh, it'd be cool to get the word out a little bit. Uh, you guys spent some time in that kayak? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, let's start off with uh, you, Risa. What, what have you – I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Uh, like, where do you use that kayak and what do you use it for? Um, yes. so the, first, the first time I went out, and I actually um, went out on the lake out here at Lake Murray. Um, and, you know, I was just paddling around. Just It wasn't, you know, I haven't, I haven't taken it out in moving water yet. Um, that's probably mm-hmm. something I will be doing because I'm interested to see how it is, especially with that, that sealed hatch. You know, it's definitely one I want to take out. And I think they're coming out with a skirt for it or a half skirt or something. I'm not sure. Um, mm. uh, but, yeah, I, I only took it out in the lake and – for a sit inside kayak, the stability in it is really good, which is is wild. But yeah, uh, yeah it's, it, and it's a really good paddling boat as well. It's really fast. Um, but yeah, definitely want to try it in moving waters though, because I think it'll be a fun fun river boat for sure. Yeah, that's something I want to get into. Uh, I, that thing weighs like what fifty two pounds or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that that's something i want to try because i'm a big river guy so right. uh uh try i'm trying to scale back uh the 127 is a little bit much for my rivers up here in dayton uh they're pretty shallow and uh not as wide so uh yeah you do have to portage a lot too so that, that that's a bit that's a big thing with me i'm trying to cut weight for the river but uh <clears throat> mike what are you using it for um, so I'm actually, I've been taking it on the river. Um, so we here in DC, most of the water that I fish here is tidal. So I'm off the tidal Potomac area. Um, and you know, I've done some of the back creeks and, you know, kind of, kind of like you were talking about the, the smaller Dayton rivers, um, did some of the creeks that are, um, you know, about 20 feet wide. Um, mm-hmm. but then like I took just a couple weekends ago, um, and then, uh, Super Bowl Sunday out just cold, headed out on the Potomac, <laughs> paddling on the Potomac. Um, and it was it was amazing. Like the 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 boat is fast, it's stable. Um I headed out in the Potomac in uh, November and the wind was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh there were like waves on the Potomac. Um I was paddling against the wind both directions somehow, and uh the thing cut through. And and it was if I had been in my uh, if I had been in my 127, it would have been a different experience with the heavier boat, bigger boat. But the yeah. 123 is yeah. when I'm taking these longer trips on the river. It is is great, especially you know I just I paddle. So um, I was able to I was able to paddle where I wanted to get into some of the back creeks off the river, um, and it just cut through. It just cut through the current. Um, it. Typically, the Potomac, I mean, the Potomac is a pretty big river, and that current, when you hit it, it'll take you. But um, I, I didn't really have much problem paddling with that, with the with the shape of the boat. It just cuts right through. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny you mentioned that about the uh, the shape of it and stuff. Like it's it's a traditional kayak, and everybody's getting away from that, and they're wanting these sit on tops or something with scuppers and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a breath of fresh air that Bonafide brought that kayak back. And it's like, I we actually sold one at the Cincinnati Fishing Expo this past weekend. So I was like, that's awesome. You don't see many people getting into those anymore. So when he bought that, I was like, heck yeah, that's cool. Uh, 
I'm, I don't know. I, I, I'm a purist. I, I like to paddle as well, so I, I like that you brought that point up. Uh, it's definitely a good paddle boat. Um, I've never seen anybody put a motor on it. <laughs> um, yeah, it would be. Uh, it would definitely be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you paddle or are you motor, Reese? Um, I'm in between. So when I'm on the rivers, I'm I'm paddling. But I'm, this year, I'm running a Torquedo on a 127 for tournaments. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. it's, it's awesome. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to talk about that when we get to 127. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I got this thing pulled up here. Uh, your favorite let's, – let's go over your guys' favorite parts of the boat. What, what would you say? Start with Mike. Um, I'm not, like, so, I, I utilize the, um, the cockpit area that um, – like the dry hatch, the – the cup holder. I actually, I, I'm yet to put anything like I'm actually yet to put a beverage in the cup holder. Um, <laughs> by the time I get back, I've got tools, I've got lures. Um, yeah. it, uh, the thing I really like about it is the uh, availability to mount stuff using the uh, the double sided um hex screws mm-hmm. to be able to put that through and um, and the so I, I switched out the, the mounting, the um, tie downs or the screw downs on it and switched out with the double-sided hex. And I put um, the Yak Attack um, camera holder and attached a rotor grip to that. So that's where I hold my, my paddle. And then on the other side, put a camera mount on it. So I've got a, a little uh, camera there. Um, and then in the middle, I'll put a rod holder. So... And between that and my other two um, mighty mounts, it's it's amazing just to be able to use that the way it's already there, and to mm-hmm. be able to throw accessories on without having to do any major modifications to the boat. Um, and I've I've put a couple uh, gear tracks on, but that that console there, and with the dry um, with the, the dry hatch, like I've actually considered almost getting a. Uh, a switchblade and throwing on a uh, a fish finder, um, just kind of see how it goes. I never really thought yeah. about putting a fish finder on a sit inside, but you know it might be a possibility. Oh yeah, uh, my first kayak was a sit inside, and I had the uh, uh, the ram arm, I think, and like a small uh, fish finder, and uh, it it worked out pretty well. But you know, I mean, you get used to like some of these other better quality products and you, you just don't want to go back to it. <laughs> so oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, that, that console. Yeah. I, I like the front console there. I like how you can customize it however you want. And then you mentioning adding gear tracks to it, that obviously adds value to the kayak. Uh, even, even though you're drilling holes, you drilled holes for those, I'm guessing, right? Uh, for the, for the gear tracks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. why well, didn't, I didn't drill holes. I just put the, I put the screws, straight yeah. through um uh, that and that worked fine for me um um the so i i do something a little weird and i wouldn't be able to do it i think for any sit inside i um i do the same thing with my 127 but i actually mount um two of my rods on the one on the 123 going straight forward in front of mm-hmm. me on omega pros so if i was in any other sit inside where i'm sitting in it it's not as stable i wouldn't be able to do that because they're they're kind of in the way and you know you got to reach out but being able to stand in the 123 and fish, and I can treat it the same way I do my 127. I can do my, I can put my rods there. I can do the same rigging. 
and I'm not having to kind of reinvent the wheel going from my 127 to my 123. Yeah, dude, that standing, being able to stand in a sit inside kayak like blew my mind. It, first thing, first time I, I got in there, I stood up. I had no issues. <laughs> that that thing, I was I was I was stunned how uh, stable that kayak was. It's ridiculous. Um, what about you? What are you? Uh, uh, what are you customizing? Uh, what's your favorite uh, parts of the EX one twenty three, Reese? Um, you know, I like the little the little um, the paddle keep on that one. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a lot different than you know the one twenty seven and the one hundred seven. Um, and I, I've actually seen some people they'll put the uh, the paddle keep on from the one the one twenty seven and the one hundred seven on that. I actually saw it was like in one of the groups just just yesterday, and it actually looks like it looks really really good, but. Um, Kind of what Mike was saying. That console is is awesome, um, and you know I haven't I haven't done much of putting accessories on it, um, but yeah, I think I think it's really cool. And I like the um, the back hatch. Um, it, it fits a black pack almost perfectly on that back the back back part of it. Um, Under the bungees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that was uh, made for that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think it is, but I put when I when I went out in one, I I, I did put it back there. It was sticking off a little high, but yeah. <laughs> it it wouldn't surprise me if it was made for it because Luther thinks yeah. of everything. <laughs> hey, somebody's got a train running in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's right here. It's right behind our shop. <laughs> that's on. That's a first on our podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> not a dog. Not a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> do you guys utilize the back hatch at all on the one twenty three, like inside? Um, when I went out, I mean, not, not necessarily. I think that that would be really useful for like an overnight or like river, river camping stuff. Cause it, it's, it's not, you know, when you're sitting there trying to reach behind you, it's not the easiest to get into, but I think that's definitely something that would be really useful. And like, cause I know a lot of these people are getting into these or doing those overnight camping trips on the river. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yeah, I don't I don't really use it um too much like while I'm on the water. But the thing that I like about it is because the kayak is so light, um, I usually uh, am car topping until I get my uh, trailer um, finalized. I'm car topping, so I'm used to loading up a 127 on top of a minivan. Yeah. uh, Let me tell you, it's a a heavy boat, so putting that up there by myself is quite the experience. So when I get to 123 and I can just lift it up and put it up there, um, I found that I, instead of putting all of my, like, um, my bags of, uh, soft bait, you know, some of my smaller gloves, uh, dry bag, all that stuff, 
I'll just throw all that stuff in into the back hatch. And then once I get done, the only thing I'm, I've got to really worry about is I put the stuff on the boat, drag it, and then the rest of my stuff is in the back hatch and it's all ready to go. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's I, I, I usually use utilize the 127 uh, inside storage uh, for like rods and stuff. So yeah, this kayak, I don't know if you're able to do that unless you're able to fit them in the cockpit. Do, yeah. do you guys? I... I actually have, um, I was fishing some very skinny water and you know, like I said, I put my rods going forward, the, yeah. it was, the spatter dock was so high, the, the vegetation was really thick and the areas that I was turning were actually tighter than the length of the kayak. <laughs> so like I was, I was managing to get through cause I had about six inches of water and I was able to get through back to some open water, but my rods sticking out were hitting the grass. So I just pulled my rods in and just slid them down inside and just kind of had them sitting there while I got back to the open water. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to try that. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it was, um, it was the easiest thing in the world. So don't like expect that. No, yeah. Like that's where you're going to store all your rods, but it was, it was useful. <laughs> no, I, I could see somebody like storing rods inside uh, during transportation and stuff. Yeah. Um, so with the seat out. Yeah. 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 Let, let, let's talk about the seat a little bit. That's the same seat as the uh, RS-117, right? Yeah, I believe so. That frame seat, yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about that. How do you guys feel about the seat? Um, personally, I think it's I think it was really comfortable. And it, it's not, you know, obviously it's not as tall as the 127 and the other ones, but you know, it wasn't that difficult to stand up because I know some of those boats you get in with the lower seat, but it, it wasn't very difficult to get it standing up in. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I noticed the same thing. I just grabbed the side of the, the mm -hmm. boat and pushed myself up. The thing I like about it, and it took me it took me a little bit because I just I was so anxious to get in the water with it. I'm like, I want to get on, I want to get in the boat, I want to get in the boat. So I just threw the seat in, seat in there and sat. And after a little bit on the water, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if this is working for me. But after a little bit of experimenting, like I'd paddle for a little while, beach it, fix some straps, paddle. And after a little while, I got that thing perfectly customized to me. And it, it was incredibly comfortable. Um, I don't have any discomfort. I don't have any back pain or anything just sitting in it. It's like I could just paddle on that boat all day long. Yeah, that's one thing like Bonafide's done really well with is their seats, man. Yeah. Their, their seats are awesome. I, I've been in numerous kayaks, and I think those are my favorite seats by far. So, oops. Um, let's see here. The, the, uh, we're going to go over the cockpit a little bit because there's a lot of people that talk about it. Do you guys have issues? Like, Well, have you ever entered a tournament in the 123 at all? No. No? No. Okay. Not yet. Well, I was going to ask what what you guys did to measure fish inside there. Uh, so I don't know if like a hog trough yeah. fits inside or do you yeah. guys have any experience uh, with that? No experience? Um, I've, I haven't, I don't really have much experience with it. I know it will sit like kind of across, um, but I mean, I, I know a lot of guys who will angle it um in there even in there sit on tops and you know, have one side up in the hole and uh i mean i haven't tried a fish on that but i'm thinking if i like put it on my leg mm -hmm. like the, the the hard trough on the leg and then you know kind of sticking out of the boat i don't know 
I haven't really tried it yet, but um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of room for experimentation on that boat. Um, and yeah. I think if you were to really work at it, like I'm sure there's a way to uh, to make it happen. Um, I just and it's anytime I've taken it out because I haven't really been tournament fishing. I just I stick it under the front, um, the uh, the cargo uh, mat there. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm on a blank on the on the little name of the <laughs> the, the little cargo flap of the front, right. but yeah. um, I just have it there in case I catch a, a 27 and I can uh, outfish uh, Brad, which is not going to happen. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's kind of one thing that's holding me back from buying a 123. I, I love the boat regardless, but I, I do a lot of like KBF monthly uh, challenges <laughs> for Ohio. And being able to measure the fish inside that boat, I'm not sure how easy it is. So I'm going to have to try it. I'm going to have to go to the demo shop, and I'm going to have to try it, bring my hog trough out there. So that's probably interesting. Probably not fish. <laughs> What's that? Anyway, I said probably wouldn't lose any fish because if they're going to flop off, they're just going to yeah. go right to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that, I was going to mention that. The uh, uh, Jackson Kilroy HD, it kind of has a similar cockpit pit but of mm -hmm. course it's it's a lot longer a lot wider but they're, they're kind of similar it's kind of cool but um uh, the front cargo area uh do you guys utilize that at all mm, i mean the in the few times i've been out the only time i've really used it is for like mike said the, um the hog trough and of course the paddle because that's where the paddle keep is on it <clears throat> yeah yeah how yeah about, I, I put so I've modified it. Um, I put the uh, the boss strap from the 107 on the front and and did some uh deck pad there to kind of quiet it out. So part of my cargo area is kind of taken up by the front part of my paddle, but I'll just loosen up that back strap, the one that's closest to the uh, the console, stick my hog trough under there. It's just if I was going camping, it'd be perfect, like if yeah. I was going to go out on or you know i can hold and I, I can't hold a lot over there but you can hold some of the stuff that you you know you need right with you at the moment but mostly it's just kind of what holds my hog truck awesome good stuff i think we covered this kayak pretty well i mean uh i think we're all in agreement here that's a great small river boat so you guys if you're in the market for like a sit-in side kayak uh, i think this is a a good route to go uh, nine, $999 for that. Um, 52 pounds, uh, comfortable. So, uh, you're not a tournament angler and you just want something to go down a river with that's quick and easy by yourself. Uh, this is the boat for you. Uh, I know the SS 107 is out there as well, which is another good river boat. It's a little heavier, but, uh, yeah, it's all, your, it's all your preference. Just, yeah. If you're in the market, man, just research it, check it out. Uh, go demo one. Uh, we're going to move on to the 127 here. So, um, well, actually, do you guys have any cons on the 123? Like something you, that you would like to see changed at all? Um, the only thing I could think of and would probably be a side handle. Because, you know, that's one thing that I, when I'm tying it down, it's one thing that, you know, it's kind of like a blank spot. You know, there's not really anything to run your, your straps through. But, um. Mm -hmm. Other than that, you know, I, I can't really think of anything. You 
It, it's actually funny you mentioned that, Reese, because like I was thinking the same thing every time I load it. Um, I so I get my hands inside the console inside the hatch and like that's what I'm lifting up on but every now and then like I'll slip um and like the kayak now on top of me so mm -hmm. if I had a hand or something to grab on um but I've given some thought lately like I said I put the 107 boss strap on the front I've given some thought to actually grabbing a grabbing the side handles from the 127 107 mm -hmm. and actually putting those on with backing with the yak tech backing and putting those on the uh, the one through. Um, I think I've got enough room to paddle, so I don't think they're going to necessarily get in the way. But I think the benefit of having those side paddles for loading and uh, transport, I think that's going to make a big difference. That's a really good idea. Yeah, that's nice. You you can uh, yeah, listeners, you guys can buy all this stuff on Bonafide's website too. So if you if there is something you want to add to the kayak, it, it's all there for you. So cool, man. Let's transition over to uh, the 127 because this is the granddaddy of kayaks here. <laughs> no, the SUV of kayaks. That's what it is. <laughs> so uh, let's start with Reese. How, how long you been in a 127? <clears throat> so this is my first season with it. Um, last season, I was all in the 107. Um, so I've had it for probably about a month and a half, but I've been out in a good bit. Um, and... It's, it's awesome. It's, um, as far as paddling goes, it, it really surprised me, um, you know, for as heavy as it is, it, it really paddles pretty well. Um, and then, I mean, just the amount of, of things you can build off on it, like all the rails, all the, you know, I mean, it, it's just such a good platform to really make it your own. And that's, that's one of the reasons I went, you know, decided to get into a bonafide, you know, like the, 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 um, the console, you know, the dry pod, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I love it. I think it's yeah. a great platform. So. Yeah, I do too. I, I want to hear, uh, I want to hear your, uh, take on the, uh, Torquedo motor you have, uh, on. Right. That. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm doing, I think a lot of people are starting to do now is they'll, um, take a gear track and they'll put it in the perch pads. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I'm running my throttle and I'm running the, the motor lower, lower release clip um and i even have a cup holder on there um which is awesome because i i mean i i don't really necessarily like to have stuff down at my feet you know the only thing i run down the boat um on those rails is my graph yeah and otherwise i'm trying to i want to keep everything using that empty space you know on the sides of me um but yeah torquedo is a fairly simple install i mean um i don't know if y'all have installed the rudders the um mm-hmm uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just like that. It was a fairly simple install, and I mean, that thing is awesome. Uh, I just fished my first tournament with it, and it was we had 20, 25 mile an hour winds, and I mean, it was cutting through head on into the wind like no problem. I mean, it, it's terrific. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, what's your top speed with the Torquedo? Um, I was getting 5.2 miles an hour. Dang man, against yeah. the wind. Uh, no, 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 that's okay. not like, against the wind. I'm probably going like four and a half. That's but, still good, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it what? kills the battery because that's full throttle. But yeah. Um, but no, the battery life is great though. Um, I mean, it that will drain it, but I mean, it's not like it's gonna kill it really quick. Uh, I mean, I was out there for eight hours and it died right as I got to the ramp, 
and I was doing some pretty serious, you know, uh, running, if you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Spot to spot, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, but what mount are you using on the back? So I'm using for right now. I'm using the the Torquedo one that comes standard with it. Um, I'm thinking about maybe getting a power pole. I'm not mm-hmm. sure yet. But if I do that, um, I mean, there's so many aftermarket, you know, mounts for that. Um, but yeah, for right now, just the standard Torquedo, uh, which okay. is awesome. Because I mean, you can. Uh, that's one thing I was really worried about when I was getting into it. You know, the time that it would take to set it up. But I mean, really, it's just one clip and unattaching all the you know all the different lines that you have to run i mean it's only four lines Mm -hmm. Um, so i can take it off in about 10 seconds and throw it in the truck and i'm done wow yeah i didn't realize it was that easy yeah yep i I don't i don't know if i've even ever seen a torpedo in person man those (laughs) things are those things are cool though yeah. Uh, Mike, you you running a uh, motor on your 127? Uh, no, I had tried a DUI, um, DIY, DUI, DIY um, motor with a 30-pound um, Minn Kota, and it actually worked out pretty well. Like, I got the, I got everything going on it, I got to build a homemade mount, put it on there, ran the cables, everything, everything was great, and uh, I had, couldn't get it registered. I was having problems with my original receipt for the motor and really? virginia virginia wouldn't register the kayak so um but i mean you know it was like i said i'm a purist so i i like to i do like to paddle um plus it's, you know it's a good workout um yeah <laughs> yeah you know i was it would be great but, but um yeah just Never once. Uh, once I had the problem with the registration, I just kind of let it go. Never really tried to get back into it. And I mean, it's it's whatever. What I love to throw a uh, a torpedo one there. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe someday here in the future. Go yeah. go register it in another state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. No, well, uh, Ohio's really easy to register, so I've actually thought about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you don't have to register your kayak if if you don't have a motor on it where you are. No, so. in Virginia, it's, it's as long as it's non-powered, then you don't have to register. Um, I know in Ohio you have to register it, but um, when I talked to the talked to DMV about it, they said it was a really simple process. Yeah, it, it is pretty simple. It's just, it just sucks. I know, I know we're like one of the only like what five seven states that make you register a kayak even if you paddle it. Yeah, it sucks, but it's right. <laughs> Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com waypointpod50 to get 50% off.
So, uh, let's start front to back. Um, front storage on the 127. Uh, what are you guys utilizing, and uh, how much can you store inside of her? Um, well, pretty much I'm, when I'm going out, I'm keeping like a little cooler up there. Mm-hmm. And I, really, it's, I have it fit where it fits perfect, where I can just pop it open. And, you know, it's not necessarily that I'm keeping anything cold, so I'll just take the lid off of it, and it'll just hold, like, you know, food for the day. Um, and I even keep, like, a rain jacket up there. And, I mean, that, that hatch is just, it's so big. I mean, even when you're traveling, you know, you can fit eight, ten rods in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really versatile, so it's awesome. Yeah, that, that front hatch is probably my favorite feature of the whole kayak because when I, I use I utilize it when I am uh, transporting. So I'll throw all my rods in there, my leverage landing net, my life vest, all my rod holders, uh, fish finder, hog trough, um, and I still have room for more. That, that's a crazy thing. It's ridiculous. I, I know guys have been making mounts for those things uh for uh, rod holders to go inside there too so yeah i'd like to i'd like to see something like that be made by yak attack that's compatible with that that'd be cool mm-hmm. i've thought i've thought about taking you know using like starboard or some kind of like um some kind of plastic to actually make a frame inside there and then use um the actual boat rod tubes and i just i haven't really gotten too much into it i don't know how the room would look and uh so I use I use six rods like I have a six rod setup that I go out with. So being able if I could just get three, three tall to be able to put the rods in there. Um, but I have a little uh, I have a little makeshift um, method that I use. I put um, on each side I put three rods in one um, rod sleeve, and then once I I put one on each side of the hull, and then I just zipped I uh, I use like a, a tie strap. To, mm-hmm. to uh tie the ends together and then once i put that in there and i tie them together they don't they can't move back they can move forward a little bit but that's where the rod butt is so i don't i don't worry about the tips at all um but i use it a little different you know, based and we're going to talk about stability on this thing i know um oh, yeah. but because of how stable it is and i can get up in the hatch um i use velcro and put a on the floor of it i put a little Ikea bin down inside the front hatch. And then I put all my soft plastic bags down inside oh. there. So anytime I need to change out, um, I just I crawl forward, reach up in there. And, and it's funny, like I just, I found myself one day just crawling up there and grabbing. <laughs> um, and I realized like I'm half, like I'm leaning in there. I'm half over the water and yeah. the boat's not even moving. I mean, it, it almost feels you know, people have compared the seat to a bass boat, but the stability is such that I don't think about it. I, I take it for granted. I know I'm going to end up in the water one of these days, but I just take the stability for granted. And I'm crawling up there, messing with the hatch. I pull out my soft plastics. Um, it's a little different once I if I put four rods up the front. Um, then I kind of take away the use of the hatch while I'm on the water. But with my new rod holder that is going to be going on the back um then i i don't really have to worry i'll put two on the sides going forward um my two whatever i'm using primarily at that point but yeah that's that's kind of my go-to to put my soft plastics up um up inside that hatch i gotcha yeah i, I usually put my soft plastics binder in the uh junk drawer yeah 
Mm-hmm. Is that what you do too? Yeah, yeah. I have one of the big rollout <laughs> things, and I just tuck it down in there. Yeah, I, I got the black pack in the back, and then I throw my tackle boxes in there, and then just keep plastics under yep. the seat. But, um, yeah, let's talk about stability since you brought it up. Uh, I know everybody knows that when they hear bonafide kayaks, they think, "Oh man, super stable kayak." So let's talk about that a little bit. What what's the craziest thing you've done on a kayak on on the one twenty seven, and have not flipped it? I guess. <laughs> Yeah, he has a funny story I could tell already. <laughs> oh man, um, probably the craziest thing is getting hung up in a tree and not looking down, like fully spread out. You know, have like the paddle trying to you know get it out of the tree, and yeah, I don't know it's felt a little sketchy at times, but you know, <laughs> yeah, definitely that that's probably gets a little sketchy when I'm both arms are up, I'm holding a rod, I'm holding the paddle, and I'm trying to shake a lure out of a tree. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's honestly probably the closest I've ever been to falling in, which is crazy. Um, yeah, just so, so stable. Usually when people, uh, when people think of stability, they think like falling off the kayak, that the kayak's not stable. That that's not what we're talking about. Of course, if you lean too far, you're going to fall off that kayak. So we're talking about the stability of it. This, this kayak's extremely hard to flip. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if you do, uh, if you do flip it, it's going to be really hard to flip it back over. And that's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. So I was, I had the same kind of experience as Reese. I got hung up in a tree. Um, I, I, you know, we all, we all have our bad cast and we're, we're trying to get somewhere and we're just, and next thing you know, we're, we got our jackhammer in a tree and uh, I'm not losing <laughs> it. Uh, so it, I had just bought in the thing. I just bought in the jackhammer and it was like my fourth cast and I got stuck in a tree. I'm like, I, I, I can't go home if I lose $20 lure. So I, uh, I paddle over to it and I couldn't really get to the tree. So like I got right up next to it and I'm reaching over for it. And I'm, just like, I'm almost there and I'm reaching and reaching. Next thing I know, like I realized that like I'm holding onto the seat with my left hand reaching out for this most of my body my shoulders are over the edge of the boat and the edge of the boat is like pushing down like i can see it starting to like the water is starting to get up to the edge of it and the boat didn't go over um and in my old little um i won't i won't mention the brand but in my old boat like if if i would have done that i would have been swimming and and it was really cool because like right next to me were rocks so if I had gone over and I was wearing my PFD, yes, for everybody out there, yeah, always wearing my PFD. Um, but if I had gone over, I was going right down onto boulders and stuff and probably wouldn't have felt good. But, yeah. um, you know, it made me think of this this phrase, and I got to tell Luther, it's like, it's like you guys made, you guys thought of stability, I wouldn't have to. Yeah. All I about is what I have to do. Um, it that that day I, and and when i saw that i was holding on i was that far over i didn't stop i just kept i'm like i'm getting this lord um because i knew it's like i can trust my boat my boat's got me um and it, it was i i learned a lot about that boat that trip um first time taking on a river first time testing out its stability like that um it was that that had only been my like third or fourth time out with that boat, and it really, uh, it really made me respect the boat at that time. That's awesome, dude. 
Yeah, uh, going back to the uh, PFD thing, man. Uh, I know if you're not wearing that, you fall on those rocks, you hit your head. You you don't you don't know what's going to happen. So wear it. Wear, just wear it. I mean, we 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 try to like teach everybody that here at Pat on Finn. So uh, it's important to us. Uh, you guys are important to us. So yeah, wear the PFD and wear everything. PFD. <laughs> They're All too right. comfortable not to. <laughs> yeah, they, that's true, man. Yeah. That could be a whole nother uh, segment here, man. PFDs and everything. So we, uh, <laughs> yeah. we could go. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about my PFD. I get I get hate messages when I mention it because I wear an inflatable. So every time oh. every time I start mentioning about, hey, what PFD do you guys recommend? Well, I, I mentioned mine and all of a sudden it's like I'm just deleting my comment because it's, yeah. it's like, <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> I've been there a few times. <laughs> it's all good. So uh, let's go dry pod. Uh, do you guys mount your fish finders on it like everybody else is doing? Um, well, I run the transducer through that, and then I actually I run it off to the side. So I'll put the yak attack, um, you know, fish finder mount off mm-hmm. to the side on one of the side reels. That way, because normally what I do is I'll put all my rods um, down on the junk shore and run them straight up, straight up the boat. Um, so I just like to keep that whole area kind of open. Um, and I have, I really haven't had any problems with it getting hung up or anything getting caught around it. So, but yeah, I love the dry pod because that, that's actually, you know, I love the being able to take it out and, you know, being able to put it in. So it's not something that where my transducer is always going to be mounted on my boat. You know, it's not on the bottom of the hole, you know, it's something I can take out and, you know, it can always be, you know, bought by another one. You know, it's not like yeah. if I mess it up, you know, it's into the into the kayak. But no, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I like that uh, mounting a transducer on the bottom as well because the way the hole is shaped, it's like two pontoons and then it comes up in the middle and it's a little. <laughs> it sits higher in the water column than the bottom of the pontoons. So I, I feel like for rivers, that's like the perfect option because like that transducer is just hiding up up mm-hmm. in there uh away from rocks you're gonna hit bigger rocks on the sides of the boat before you hit them in the middle of the boat unless you just completely cross right over the top like a one pointy big rock and not even know it so that's cool you mounting yours on the uh dry pod as well mike so i i did i mount the fish finder on the dry pod um and on my so on my cohan blue 127 um i i did i mounted the uh my Lorance right directly on to, I didn't use a mount. I just used the Lorance mount and put it right in the dry pod. Um, and some of that was, you know, I was new to the 127. I was kind of new to the um, upgrade electronics and it, it just was convenient at that time. Um, I'll be doing some, something different kind of like I'll be doing more like what Reese is doing. Um, I'm just, I'm going to put mine up in the front on, on the, uh, on the front track. I'm slightly offset. Um, are you talking about the front track behind the, uh, storage, uh, door? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's where I'll put that one and I'll move it forward slightly so that it's out of the way so I can still open the hatch. Um, mm-hmm. there's a couple reasons for that. One, um, it's easy just to run the wire straight from there. The dry pod, pull everything off with the lock and load. That makes it really easy to take it off mm-hmm. uh, because I don't, I don't leave it on, especially when I'm car topping. Yeah. No, but. <laughs> Once I put it on the trailer with a cover, that might be a different story because 
you know, when you get that long fishing trip, you're tired. But um, the other reason is my new boat, once it gets here, um, it's got some deck padding on the drive pod and uh, kind of can't really bring myself to cut into that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm a big fan of uh, I, I really like the, the way the boat looks. So I'm having a hard time bringing myself to start cutting on the, the special, the limited edition. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which color are you getting? Uh, I got a black widow coming. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's awesome. It's too nice, and I, I just can't do it. But you know, I thought about mounting it off the side, anyways. So. Yeah, that, that's cool. I got a uh, red line I'm picking up on Saturday, so I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, that boat looks good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that was. That was- what I was originally gonna pick up, I was gonna pick up the red line, and then at the last minute, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the black widow." <laughs> Spend the extra hundred and get the black widow. Yeah, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't really, uh, couldn't really turn it down. Yeah, we we just sold a black widow 107 at the expo this past week, and uh, older gentleman, he he was pumped. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> so. uh Talked about the dry pod. Um, actually, I'm, I'm going to ask you uh, one more thing about your fish finder, Reese. Uh, how much wire do you have going from the fish finder to the uh, uh, dry pod? So it's actually not bad, and I'm planning to do something. I think Flute, I saw Flute Master had it on his, is he took a rod sleeve and oh, yeah. he cut it down and he ran all the wires through that. Um, and that really cleans it up. Um, and that's probably something I'm going to be doing. But other than that, you know, I really haven't noticed, you know, all the, and I'll, I'll pull them through because I'll get in the actual dry pod and I'll pull them through where they're relatively tight mm-hmm. and it's not just a bunch of, you know, wires hanging out. Um, but yeah, I really haven't noticed it at all. Okay. Hey, are you storing your battery inside the hatch or the dry pod? Yeah. So I'm got a Dakota lithium inside yeah. of the, the dry pod, which fits perfectly. It's like yeah. awesome. it's made for it. It's, it's awesome. Huh. Uh- 10 amp hour or bigger yeah the 10 amp hour okay i got one coming in the mail so yeah it's awesome it it runs (laughs) insanely long it's awesome what what fish finder are you running on it i'm running a low rants hook to uh seven triple shot so it's like it's like basically their low like side scan down scan sonar okay how long does that last on one charge um well i haven't actually tried to run it to the end but you know i've been out there for like eight nine hours and on pretty much on pretty high brightness and haven't had a problem yeah it is it's insane that's cool man i i keep seeing everybody talk about it so i had to bring that up that's cool all right so um talked about the dry pod let's talk about the seat the seat's a little different from the 123 of course uh and the uh RS-117. Let's talk about the seat. Uh, adjustment straps, uh, all the different features. Uh, what do you guys like about it? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Um, you know, the adjustment straps are definitely good because when I'm out there, one thing I notice is the lumbar. You know, I'll feel like I'll, my back, will, I'll constantly kind of need to adjust it, you know, kind of just depending on how long I'm out there. And it's, mm-hmm. it's super easy to adjust. You know, you just reach back and you kind of get to know where it's at, you know, after using it. And you can just pull it, you know, you kind of release it and tighten it as you need it. Um, but yeah, kind of like Mike was saying earlier, you can really adjust those seats like perfectly, you know, mm-hmm. to get what you need. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I love, I love that seat. Um, and it was the same thing with my 123, like the 127, I got on it. I was so anxious. Like I just jumped on the water, sat back and I was like, well, hold on. Like I was told this was the most comfortable seat ever. Um, but like, it was like completely loose. Um, there was no, I didn't have anything adjust. And I sat down and I was like, Oh, um, but, um, it like took me, you know, and like, that was another crazy thing. Like I'm on the water, turning around, adjusting straps, pulling, and the boat's not going anywhere. And that was a nice change. You know, I could get on there make all the adjustments right there. But once I got it adjusted, it was so comfortable. And like, I was like, I stood a lot because I mean, the first boat I have that I could stand without outriggers on it. Um, and I'm standing. But that's the other thing about it is you're sitting so high. Um, my previous boat, like you were basically like my legs were going straight out. So yeah, I was right on the deck. So standing up was like I had a strap that I was, you know, pulling myself up. This one, like I just stood up. Like I didn't feel like I was having to do exercises. I just stood up and I was halfway there just sitting. But the height of the seat, yeah. the, the adjustments. I like the height because all the room you have into, I know, again, I'm not trying to get ahead of us. We're going into the junk drawer <laughs> soon, but, um, but the amount of space you have, um, and that I can, so I have my paddle that rests right on the frame of the seat. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. That comes back. It's right there. So when I stand, I got my paddle right there if I need to grab it. Um, and it's, it's perfect. And now I know, like, for me, I'm taller, so I don't have any problem reaching the pedal in the high, in the high positions. Um, but, or sorry, the, um, the foot pegs. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, that height is perfect. Uh, I'm with you, dude. That height of the seat is awesome. I never sit in low position. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but no. I, I don't I, even, I, I don't mess with no, it. I've tried it a couple times, and it, I mean, yeah, you can get a little bit more oomph on your paddle, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, I'm going to put this back up because I don't <laughs> like sitting this. <laughs> yeah, same, same thing. I think I've put my seat in low position like the first time I got it and never yeah. touched it since. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Other cool thing about the seat is uh, like if you're camping on a river trip or something, um, uh, I noticed you can take that seat out. You can use it as a lawn chair. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, actually, uh, ju- just last weekend, I was using it at the fishing expo because you know, being on your feet for thirteen hours hurts your back and your legs, especially when you're like getting into your thirties, like I am. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had to use. I had, I took that seat off the Black Widow. I had to sit on it uh, for twenty minutes just to relieve my back. Mm-hmm. So it it doubles as a lawn chair it's comfortable that way too um yeah the uh the straps though that that's a major thing i see a lot of guys in the bonafide uh owners groups 
complaining about it. Uh, if you adjust your keep adjusting until it feels comfortable, you, you won't have any issues after that. So I'm glad you hit on that. So, uh, junk drawer. I know you wanted to get into it, so Mike, I'll let you go ahead. Um, so I don't put my I, – I do throw a couple bags. If, like, it's something I'm going to grab right away, I will throw a couple packs of uh, worms or uh, a chatterbait um, trailer or something in there because I tend to lose those a lot. But um, I, I put actually a, a Plano box inside there. And what I'll do is I'll put my tools, I'll put um, some first aid stuff, some extra identifiers – and I've, I've put all that stuff in my um, Plano box, and then that takes, I mean, it takes up most of the stuff, but then I'll throw in some water bottles and some sunscreen, some bug spray, and it's none of the, and with all that stuff in there, I still loosen it. I can pull it right out, and I'm not hitting anything. I got plenty of room, um, throw some gloves, some pliers, some all kinds of stuff. When I, and that junk drawer is like my dump too because when i get done at the end of the day i've pulled that thing out i swear half my tackles in that junk drawer um <laughs> it, it's yeah. like you should see that thing at the end of a tournament it is it is my go-to um and if that junk drawer i've actually forgotten it at home a couple times gone pretty far away from my house and i'm just like i don't know if i can go fishing today <laughs> I don't have my junk drawer. what am i gonna do that's awesome. Yeah, they don't call it the junk drawer for nothing. You yeah. throw your junk in there, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I I do I like the junk drawer. I, I do take it for granted. Um, uh, like I said, I usually only store soft plastics soft plastics in there. But with the new cover coming out, I don't know if you guys have one or not. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's awesome. It's good. It, I will soon. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting one, and I have some ideas reeling reeling in my head for it. I might be getting another extra one because I don't know if you guys saw this. The guy, uh, somebody in the uh, Bonafide uh, owners group, they took it, they folded it in half, and then they yeah. draped it over the sides of the seat. Yeah, I was going to say something about that. I, I did see that. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good with it, too, like that. It does. I'm, I'm, it like Again, it uh, got some ideas in my head for that and right. uh, kind of excited to try it out. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I'm going to order one. Um, I order, might order two just because – you know, stuff happens, um, and uh, I want to mess around with that and my uh, my black pack a little bit. Um, I, I don't know if it's so. I'm in my black pack a lot, changing out. You know, getting in there, pulling stuff out. So I just want to mess around with it and see what it's like when it's unzipped. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't messed with it at all, so I I'm completely anything I say right now would be speculation. Yeah. Um, and and I want to be I want to be careful with that because somebody's gonna say. I'm going to say that it's great and somebody's going to blow it up on social media that yeah, I said it was great. That's the thing I was going to say. <laughs> the, only, the only complaint I've had about it, it's great otherwise. I love the two side compartments, but actually getting stuff out of it, you know, because there's that middle zipper that you use. Some stuff doesn't really come out of that and you'll kind of need to take one of the edges off because mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> you can't really, you know, access it. And that middle zipper you know, I mean, it's good if you're kind of reaching in and you're getting out, you know, like you said, a soft plastic bag or something like that. But, you know, some some of the like if I'm getting that big roll, soft plastic roll out, it won't really come out of that. Um, and so I'll kind of either have to, you know, pull up the bungees a little bit enough to slide it out, which is what I mostly do. But I don't I hardly use that little zipper in the middle. Um, but I do use little two side pockets quite a bit on it. Um, I wonder if 
uh, running that zipper uh, perpendicular to the boat would help. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Um, It'd make the zipper a little longer. Yeah, the only thing is I don't know if the uh, it would fit because I, I don't think that all the sides are even on that junk drawer. Because I because yeah, it's made to like fit with the bona fide logos running parallel with the boat. Oh and, yeah, and sure how, yeah. I'm not sure if it would it fit like that, but yeah, I, I love the the junk drawer and like I was saying earlier, it has the rod stagers on it, which mm-hmm. I use like all the time. I mean, it's that's probably I mean that, that I really love that feature and. Like kind of like Mike was saying, that's kind of just where I throw, you know, the spare, the extra soft plastics. I'll just chunk them in there. And I usually, like I said, keep that soft plastic roll, you know, binder. And I'll, I'll keep my GoPro case and all my GoPro stuff in there. Um, and just all the stuff that doesn't really have a place on the boat, you know, you can just yeah. put in there and has one spot, you know, um, which is, is really convenient because it's right under you. It's space that's not being utilized for anything so it's perfect that's cool good ideas man i I like that um so let's talk i think we're gonna wind this down uh let's talk about the uh rear well so you guys do you both use black packs back there yeah yes okay uh the clips in the back they clip onto the black pack uh i i don't know if uh listeners know that or not so i'm just gonna mention that um is there any other thing you use that rear well for? Um, I mean, I'll put the Torquedo battery in between my black pack and my seat, and I'll kind of wedge it in with the bungee cords, you know, running it over the top of it. Um, but other than that, no. But the Omni hooks, I will say, from coming from the 107 to the 127, the Omni hooks are awesome. Because if yeah. you have to string that bungee cord around the black pack and, you know, having to force it over, just from going to those those little hooks, you know, just snap on easy. Um, yeah, it's awesome. They fit perfectly. It, you and can buy those mom, aftermarket. For yeah, you can. Seven, right. Right. Yeah. And, and mine, I just my black packs back there. I don't really have anything else back there unless I'll throw like a jacket or something back there. And if I don't throw it in my front hatch, um, something quick, you know, my my um net will go back there. Um, but my I'm going to have a lot more room this year because I've I moved all my rod holders off my black pack um, and uh, built a built a quad rod holder um, that it's going to be up on this on the um, side on the rail. So I actually haven't gotten to put that on my kayak yet because I don't have it. So I haven't gotten to test that out in the water. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that um, quite a bit. I know uh, Brad Case got to use it. Um, Scott got to use it a little bit, yeah. but I'm so Scott was using it. I'm a little jealous because I haven't even gotten to try it out yet. But um, <laughs> but I'm kind of I, I want to see about what all I can put in there. I mean, I'm gonna have my rudder on this year. Um, I've got it sitting in my I've got a stack of accessories sitting in a cart out of my garage with no kayak to put them on. Um, <laughs> That's painful, dude. <laughs> I, same thing here. <laughs> um, same thing here. But like i'm i'll probably stick my net or go kind of on the side um my uh, my landing net and then um, every now and then when i'm going up i'll grab my bag of soft plastics and i'm just like i'm in a hurry i'm like something just jumped over there i'll just throw it behind me in the in the tank well um 
but yeah, it's the whole thing is what just so perfectly designed. Like every time I think I figure everything out, I find something new that I can do with it. Yeah. It, and that, that kind of goes with their uh, saying ultimate fish ability, man, this kayak, it truly is ultimate fish ability. I've never been on another kayak that you could rig so many different ways and it's, uh, it's uh, compatible with Yak Attack gear. It, it's crazy. I, I love it. That that's kind of what brought me to Bonafide is the Yak Attack gear. So it's it's cool. So one last thing before we end this, um, let's talk about the flex wings because I feel like people don't understand what they do. So let, right. let's talk about that a little bit. Do you guys use them? Yes. Um, yeah. Mike, you can go ahead. Um, so I. I was one of the, the first tests when it came out, and I threw those on. Now, that was the original design. So they were a lot, um, they were a lot kind of uh, more flexible. Um, and I put those on, and I took my, I took my boat out in, in the tidal Potomac area, and I was on a creek. Creek was moving. There was some wind. Um, and I pointed my boat at the shore, and I was just fishing the shore, and my boat just stayed the same angle. Toward, I was just I just floated along the current facing the bank, and, uh, and we know the 127 does have a big back end. It does catch the current. Um, I mean, it's not a. It's I'm not letting some cat out of the bag. Um, but when I when I put those flex wings on, it was a drastic difference. No yeah. drag when I was paddling, um, and going from the more the the more flexible version to the the stiffer version they end up coming out with, there was no difference um, in, in, except for, I mean, it was a little bit more, a um, little bit more steady. Um, but that was a, that was a big difference. Um, and, you know, I haven't tried it with the rudder yet. Um, like I said, I just got the rudder, still waiting on the boat. So kind of curious to what, you know, what is that going to be like with the, um, the, the flex wings and then the rudder and uh it's ironic i actually need to order my new um flex wings because i the only ones i have are my original test versions oh, okay and to be fair i might throw those on because i thought they were pretty good yeah but um i, I need to order some new ones um but i'm, I'm kind of curious to checking that out with the the rudder um i want to say i'll take it out without the rudder but i probably won't yeah. um but I want, I want to see what that what the difference is that with the rudder. Um, I think those flex swings are going to make a big difference while I'm standing. Um, I think the rudder is going to be better while I'm paddling. Uh, obviously, I, it's going to be harder to use the rudder while I'm standing. So the flex swings will keep my um, direction while I'm standing and casting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I like the flex swings. So uh, what's your thoughts on them? Um, you know, well, the time I used them, I had that was last season when I had the 107, and any kind of 10 foot boat you have, you know, it's not going to track the greatest, you know, especially yeah. when you stop, after you stop paddling. Um, so that's when I really started, you know, I I got them as well on the the test the test kits that they sent out, um, and it was it was an instant you know change, especially when you're standing up, you know, that's when the boat tends to start to want to drift from you know one side to another. Um, but yeah, it definitely was a is a, is a a good cheap fix. You know, I see a lot of people in the groups are like, "Well, what's the difference?" And you know, basically, what I say is, you know, 
if you want a cheap fix that will work, the flex wings are perfect because, I mean, they do the job. And also one thing I love is you can actually drag the boat with them because yeah. they, they're flexible and they'll tuck up in. And it's yeah. not like you're dragging that plastic and it's going to rip it and tear it up. Um, so that's one thing I think that's brilliant. You know, that's a great design, how it just pops up like that. Um, yeah, um, and they sit under the skid plates too, so you don't have yeah. to worry about it. Yeah, right. Um, yep. But the rudder is, the rudder was great. I mean, that thing is, it, it pretty much fixed all the tracking problems I was having with the 107. Um, and I mean, I would go down a bank and I would just let the wind take me and I would just adjust the rudder with my feet as I'm casting to let, to just keep me, you know, going down straight. Um, but yeah. I, I think you just sold me on a rudder, dude. Yeah, there is. A... <laughs> they will. They will fix any kind of tracking problem. I mean, they that thing will track on a line. I mean, it's. They, it was. It's. It was, especially for the one hundred and seven. It was a, a, a game changer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody hates that saying, but it's yeah. it's said a lot. It's all good though. No, hey, and it's, I it's awesome, brother. Just the the if you like pick it up compared yeah. to other it's solid you know i got to um i got to see it off a boat and i picked this thing up and i got to pick up another rudder and i'm like this isn't a kayak rudder this is like this yeah. is beefy like i could put this on a boat and i'd be okay with it but um the design of it is so it's you know i'm not going to use the uh the g word but um <laughs> it, it's uh it's it, it really does um it really does change <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he was I'll probably get I'll probably get some some hate for that one. That's okay. He I was thinking of a different way to say it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. All right, uh we're going to wind this down. We're a little bit over an hour, so uh we try to keep it an hour. Uh guys, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh to do some shout outs. You guys have anybody you want to shout out or where people can find you on social media or any other plugs? Uh, yeah, so first off, I would say Paddle Self Outfitters. That's the shop down here. Um, really helped get me into this thing, uh, hooking me up with a lot of these companies. It's been a great opportunity. Um, so definitely, if you're in the South Carolina area, come check us out. Um, carry all the major brands. Um, of course, Bonafide Kayaks. It's been awesome getting to meet some awesome people, learn a lot of stuff, some really quality people on the team. Um, and 803 Custom Rods, it's another one of my local things. Um, Custom Rods built for me, um, does really great work. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Awesome, dude. How about you, Mike? Um, so, yeah, obviously the, the whole team, Bonafide, Yak Attack, um, great, great team. It's like a family. Um, uh, but if you guys, if, if anybody from the uh, Central Virginia um, Northern Virginia area is watching. Um, I'll be actually answering some of these questions at Great Outdoor Provis Provisions Company in Charlottesville on April 8th. Um, between, I'll probably be there between 5 and 8. Um, more information is going to be coming out. But come out. I'm going to have the Black Widow set up, all rigged up. Um, kind of some of these uh, these tools. But, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's going to be a good time. And apparently they're offering uh, free beverages. So that's all <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that because it's uh, <laughs> probably a family show. So, 
Uh, it, it, uh, I guess it is a little bit. It just depends, I guess. It's all good, though. So uh, where, where can everybody find you guys on social media, Instagram, Facebook? Uh, so Facebook is just Reese Melvin. Uh, and my Instagram is RBM underscore Yak underscore Bassin. So RBM Yak Bassin. Yeah. I already follow you, dude. I like your content. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. <laughs> I think I've been following you for a while. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm mostly on Facebook, um, Bass Medic. So if you can uh, search Bass Medic, that's where I'm at on uh, Facebook. Awesome. Well, again, we appreciate you guys coming on, talk about bonafide kayaks. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll have to get you guys on again sometime. Yeah. Thank you so skin. much for having, having me. It's awesome. Long-time listener. It's awesome to finally be on it. I know, dude. I know. I, I, I've, I've noticed you liking our posts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. I'll, thanks for having me on. It's been a great opportunity. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you guys have a good night. Uh, listeners, we'll see you guys next week. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the recycled plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.